everybody, and welcome to Film Actually News for the 20th of May, 2012. And here is the number of the day, 1,064,029,000. And that is what the Avengers has now taken worldwide. I am joined I by... Thought I, I'm glad you were going somebody or somewhere <laughs> with that. It's the amount of money that I wish I had. No, Josh Philpot, how are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic, man. That's an amazing amount of money. Isn't it just? <laughs> yeah. we've, we've been kind of tracking this over the last week and yes they have crossed the billion mark richard gray we talked about this on panels uh, panels as well it's uh, behind the panels for those who haven't listened what do you think we've crossed the billion are we going for two billion or are we going for one and a half oh look i, I think we'd may as well just play one until two at this point did you know that um robert Downey jr has taken 50 million from this he took 50 million he took 50 million wow that's what a quarter of the production budget <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad effort. So that's not a bad effort at all. Now, I was I was doing a little bit of homework, and I was looking up the, the, the top grocers at this point. Uh, it is going to beat Batman The Dark Knight. That's no doubt about that. Uh, but will it beat Avatar at this point, which is the number one film? Not friggin' likely. Uh, I looked it up. Worldwide, Avatar has $2,700,000,000. Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> I don't think, I, I don't think it's going to reach that kind of dollarage. No, nope. no, but it will. It, it's definitely, it's definitely. If it hasn't beaten it now, it will definitely beat The Dark Knight, uh, which was over a billion in its first run. But this is film actually news. This is where we talk about the little highlights of the week and the little news stories, and we do it all in thirty minutes or less. Uh, and uh, we're going to get started. What do you think, guys? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, all right, I'm, I'm not fussed. I'm going to. I'm going to start us off by saying, were you a fan of abduction? Hell yes. <laughs> I've still got the Blu-ray on hold at work. I'm buying that piece of shit. That, that, that was the best comedy last year. <laughs> oh, damn. Absolutely, Richard. Well, are yeah, you ready for Taylor Lautner to be an action star again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Twilight producer Wick Godfrey is trying it again with uh, Lautner as an action star in a new film called Tracers. Uh, I like it already. Your mother's it's, a tracer. What? It's one single word. This is a good start. It's like abduction too. And according to this, the plot says a New York City bicycle messenger. Yeah, a great start. Cam, played by Lautner, is the hottest thing on two wheels, but is in debt to an organized crime gang, uh, as you would be, uh, being a bike messenger. Uh, when he crashes his bike into a sexy stranger... Uh, play a character called Nikki. Cam is immediately seduced by her and the thrill of the world of parkour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so running into her made him suddenly thrilled to the world of parkour. All right. You know what, man? I don't care because it's Taylor Lautner doing action, which means there'll be very little storyline and probably terrible dialogue. <laughs> Just saying this is sounding right up my alley. Can I tell you now that it's directed by a man called Daniel Ben Mayer, and if that name is not familiar with you, that's probably because you've never heard of him before. Uh, he's made three films of note. Bruck, B-R-U-C, never heard of it. The Manhunt and Paintball. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Bike Messenger, Parkour. Are you sure? Is he sure he doesn't have electrical powers? Is this not infamous? <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. All right, so you know what? I'll go see it. <laughs> that, Richard, yeah, you scared me mildly with that. I don't want this to be infamous, the film. No. Not with Taylor Lautner, no. <laughs> I 
Uh, I like the fact that Slash Film, where we got this article, has actually said Taylor Lautner gets a new movie, Bike Messenger Parkour Action Flick Tracers. (laughs) 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 There's a sentence you don't see often. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Richard, what do you got? Oh, God, this can't be true. Well, um, according to movie legend, as we all know, there can be only one. (laughs) But there's been several. (laughs) Um, We're... We're into about the fifth or sixth, I think about five Highlander movies and two series and so forth, but they're going to reboot it. Um, uh, Juan Carlos Fresnadillo has been uh, doing this for, uh, been talking about rebooting this for a few years now. Now, apparently, there can be only Ryan. Ryan Reynolds is, is the lead contender for um, the role of Connor McLeod in the next Highlander reboot. Oh, really? This is what... Did, Vera- I just, I don't see it. No, I don't see it. <laughs> you know what you need to do? You need to get Thomas Jane. If you got Thomas Jane, I'd watch it. And uh, Thomas yeah. Jane actually has a, a very strong resemblance to uh, uh, Lambert. That's my point. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe a better actor while he's at it. <laughs> right. You just know they're gonna, if they get Ryan Reynolds, he's just going to be like repeatedly killing himself going, I know, right? <laughs> 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 All right, now. Bets are on here. Who's playing Ramirez in the in the new one? Oh, um, ooh, ooh, it's got to be somebody equally as crapped and 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 completely not the right kind of uh, of uh, of race. So who yeah. would we pick? Oh, I reckon so, I reckon the only choice has got to be um, Colin Farrell. <laughs> no, no. Let's get Billy Connolly to do it. Billy, oh, another another yes. Scotsman playing um, uh, uh, a, a Spanish guy. <laughs> that is genius. Can I? Tell yeah. you? <laughs> and I reckon we get Mr. Krabs back to play the Kurgan. Yeah. Oh, why not? Why yeah. not? He's still around. He's still doing something. He's all he's all distinguished in grey now. He'll look cool. <laughs> Josh, what do you got? All right, man. So I just wanted to talk to you guys because I know you're all comic books and shit. So um, <laughs> maybe you can tell me, have you heard about Dwayne The Rock Johnson's tweet recently? No, fill us in. He's saying that The Rock, the Rock could be playing some role in a DC movie that's coming up. And I just wanted to bounce this guy off you guys and say, who the fuck would he play? I reckon it's about time for a reboot of Steel, don't you? <laughs> well, well, they've introduced Steel into the comics again recently. That's true. They, they have. have. <laughs> Do you reckon? So, yeah, well, the, is, is, is The Rock the shack of 2012? He could very oh, well God, be. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would well, be the best news I've heard in ages. I think he should play Mr. Terrific. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see uh, uh, The Rock talk about his T-spheres with a straight face. (laughs) (laughs) Or any idea of what's going on. He couldn't wear the T-mask because his face is too beautiful. That's true. (laughs) And and if anyone gets lost or loses what exactly he's trying to talk about, he can just pop his pecs. That's absolutely right. He can can pop his his, uh, T-spheres off his pecs. Oh, Mm. There Can you, you imagine the end of Green Lantern instead, except if it was peck-based? <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was like the yellow impurity was was trying to attack his pecs. Absolutely. That's and he I, bounces I, them off them by just, like small balls. Yeah, it just bounces them off the, into the sun. All right, Dwayne Johnson as Mr. Terrific. we got to see this happen. Yeah. <laughs> this has got to <laughs> happen. <laughs> Speaking of superheroes, though, guys. Yes. Um, uh, Avengers uh, you know, is in the news, and it's that little film that people talk about a lot. 
at the moment. Uh, Joss Whedon has basically come out saying that uh, he thinks there should be some more women in the sequel. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that, that movie was great, but it was such a sausage fest, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, now, I do have um, – where is it? There is actually a wonderful quote here where it says um, Johansson, Scarlett Johansson in the same interview basically had said that the re- one of the reasons why there aren't a lot of female superheroes out there is she said that a lot of the female superhero movies just suck really badly. And uh, mm-hmm. Whedon, Whedon added to that, the suck factor is not small. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but basically he's saying that uh, he, the Avengers at the moment is a real testosterone factory and really does need more women. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I think uh, we might be seeing what uh, Wasp finally come into it. I Pre- think the Wasp is a is, is a sort of a dead cert, unless they don't want unless they do introduce Ant Man and they don't want two tiny characters. But that could be funny. That could be funny. <laughs> oh, we can make well, that work. Isn't the Ant movie still in production? Uh, yeah, Ant movie. Rumor has it. Rumor has it that it's going ahead. Apparently, well, if that was the case. Keep your eyes peeled to Edgar Wright's Twitter account, apparently. That's, that's what I've heard. Right. And the question, the big question was, does he shoot at World's End or Ant-Man first? Oh, yeah. at World's End. It's shooting in September. Yeah. So there was, because I remember yeah. reading an article saying that there was doubt at one point. It won't, mm. like, it won't be the next, it won't be the 2014 movie. Right. Mm. Uh, but it might be early 2015 or late 2014, maybe. Right. Uh, my oh, fa- wow. uh, I just have to add this to this little story. In the same interview, uh, Samuel L. Jackson was also involved in this. And uh, 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 he actually basically said they got to get the pro to the screen. <clears throat> now, I don't know <laughs> if you guys know the pro, uh, but the pro is uh, – let me, let me – the, the article actually explains it. Um, but basically, Jackson said grinning, they got to get the pro to the screen. Whedon, groaning, said, see, that is the problem. Sam is the problem. <laughs> Jackson said he loves that book, and Whedon said uh, reluctantly that the pro is hilarious. Um, went on, Johansson finally stepped up to the mic and basically said uh, she, she had no idea. She said, what's the pro? And Jackson replied, it's a comic book about a hooker who gets superpowers. <laughs> and Johansson responded with, that is exactly the problem right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great interview. So if you get a chance, go and have a look at EW.com. Uh, the interview is there in, whole, in full, and it is very funny because it's, um, it's Hemsworth, Johansson, Jackson. Uh, I think Downey Jr. is in it partly for a couple of answers, and Whedon, of course, and they're just talking. They're just shooting the shit, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Hmm. Um, all right, Richard, hit me with it. Okay, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Really loved that movie. Surprised me how good it was. A sequel is happening, and they're getting yes. the guy who wrote Contagion to do it. My, Scott's- my first reaction, though, is what happened to the writers of the first one? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently they're in to write the first draft of it, but they're going to get Scott Z. Burns to do this. He, he did Contagion, so um, and apparently the, the second movie is going to be largely based around the kind of viral spread of this thing. Um, so, you know, no-brainer that they get him in on it. Um, but apparently everybody else is coming back, so uh, yay. 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 More monkeys. Yeah, man. Totally down with All that. All movies need more apes. Absolutely. And I should say this is the same guy that wrote The Informant as well as uh, The Bourne Ultimatum. So he's got some chops. He does have some chops. Contagion had a few problems with uh, its... Um, pacing. Well, pacing, but I was actually thinking about its warmth as well. I mean, it's a very cold clinical film. But then again, that could be Soderbergh. It didn't have monkeys. I, need, that feels... It needs more monkey was, was my, my needs review. Needs more monkeys. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you just got your wish. <laughs> All right, Josh. Yes. Is this the man you're talking about? Is this the man? Is Which this man? The, the man with the hair? Which man with the hair? I could eat a peach for hours. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I thought you were going to play a sound clip, so I was actually waiting for that. Um, do, do we do we have any? No, do we have any no. cages? Oh, uh-huh. I thought I had one here. Where's my bees gone? Oh, actually, no, I, I do. Oh, I, I, I might have one, actually. Let me have a look here. How about... Wait. All right, let's start Let's start over. Let's start over. Sorry, Dave. Go. Uh, uh, oh, 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 I haven't found it yet. Oh, here we go. Put the bunny back in the box. There you there go. You go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. No day is complete without a little bit of cage. And speaking of cage, so, um, the, okay, cage... Cage is not is 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 a lot more messenious hit right now. Yeah, because he with, does stuff like this. That's all you have to do. <laughs> there we go. That was the one I was hoping you were going to play. All right. So um, look, he is a bit more miss than he is hit. But let's say we take him and we put him in a film with Mickey Rock, right? Right. And then it, it has been promised to be a vengeance. On on a road filled with rage, bullets, and ultra violence, and I was like, okay, look, you know, he's given this a try before. It was called uh, Drive Angry. It yeah, was yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing that interests me is you've got the director whose name I will probably massacre, um, but it is uh, Ryuhi Kitimura, who is uh, the guy who did. Um, Midnight Meat Train and oh, yeah. also a horror recently called No One Lives. Um, a very interesting kind of a character. Like, he is very Japanese in his methodology, but at the same time, his films are predominantly Western feel right. in a lot of ways. So, this could be a really bizarre mix. Like, we've got some interesting actors. We've got an interesting... The, the film's called Marble City. Um, but yeah, apparently it's on its way, and uh, yeah, um, I'm I'm curious. I, I'm curi- I would see the film if if for no other reason if we have a scene where Mickey Rourke beats down Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I I'm hoping that there will be some Cage on Rourke action. I really am because <laughs> you'd have the man with the incredibly pulled back face meets the man who doesn't know how to stop smiling. <laughs> so, what is it? What is it? What is that? What is that? What is that? Oh no, not the beast! Ah! Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. That's what the SmackDown would sound like. Absolutely. Are we ever going to be able to do a cage story seriously? Not at again? all. You can't take the man seriously. Uh, he'll be instead of saying the bees, we go. It's the Rourke. It's the Rourke, not the Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys! In Guillermo yes. del Toro news. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. He's added. He's added another five films to his uh, to his list, and he's now put everything on hold. No, apparently we've gone backwards now. Now apparently he's saying that the Incredible Hulk TV series is still in the works at ABC. Mm. Um, now this doesn't surprise me. After well, actually, no, it does kind of surprise me. After the Avengers and the success of the Hulk, I kind of went, "Is this TV series still going to happen, or are they going to scrap this now and go straight back into another film?" But apparently they are still going to push ahead for the AB, new ABC series. What is interesting, though, is, of course, there won't be any Mark Ruffalo because Mark Ruffalo is a movie star and he's not going to do t- weekly television. And the question is, could they do the Hulk on a television budget now? Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
They could if they did it like Lou Ferrino, uh, Lou Ferrino yeah. style. Yeah, but is, you know? is a modern TV audience going to do go go with Shaggy haired Hulk? Oh, I didn't say it was going to work. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they only show the Hulk like two or three times a season, and the rest of it's like. Like, you know, they, they kind of build up to the Hulk. And it's like, oh, I didn't Hulk out this episode. <laughs> it's like, or they do it all off camera. It's like, wow. that Like in the, in, in the Muppets, that was a really expensive looking explosion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 You'd be a bit of this. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know about this project. I was quite excited about a Hulk TV series. But now that we've seen the Hulk done right, finally, I'd actually rather see a Hulk movie. Oh man, the soundboards are getting to work out tonight. Good. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are just non-stop. I feel left out. All right, Richard. This is good news. uh, Very, very good. Very quick bit of Tintin news. Anthony Horowitz is penning the sequel. Uh, We don't know what the sequel is at this point, but he said on his Twitter earlier this week, "You can expect to meet Cuthbert Calculus now." Professor Cuthbert Calculus appeared in a bunch of Tintin books. Uh, The character first appeared in Red Rackham's Treasure, and a lot of people have already guessed that that's going to be the next one. It makes sense. It makes sense that he'll be the next one. But, of course, a lot of people have also said that it's going to be Prisoners of the Sun, which also features Calculus. But it could also be The Seven Christian Balls, Destination Moon, Explorers on the Moon, The Calculus Affair, no-brainer, Flight 714, The Castafiori Emerald, Tintin, and The Picados. And the Red Sea Sharks. So I, I really want them to do Destination Moon. Look, that would be guys, cool. I think all of them are good, but wouldn't you feel a little bit ripped off if they went straight from the one that they just did and just skipped over the bit that follows directly after it? Nah, the whole, dumb, they've done the whole ending was like, you know, <laughs> the whole ending was telling you Red Rackham's Treasure is the next film. We just want to tell you now, <laughs> in case you weren't sure, the next film will be Red Rackham's Treasure. I am a little bit disappointed that they're not bringing back the the, the power writing team of the first film. Yeah. So I don't know. They've all got other things going at the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, (laughs) agreed, agreed. It'll be interesting to see how the script actually changes in tone. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Horowitz is is kind of known for writing things. Yeah. So, you know, he he could do a good job of it. Fair enough. Speaking of writing things... Yeah, come on. One of my favorite writers, and I don't think he's one of yours, Richard, but one of my favorite writers, and I think Josh is quite fond of him too, is Aaron mm-hmm. Sorkin. And yes. Aaron Sorkin, who most recently wrote The Social Network, but he also wrote, you know, the, the, the American President, of course, the West Wing TV series and so forth, also has a new TV show coming out this fall, which I'm really looking forward to. I think it's called The Newsroom or something like that. But he has now officially signed to write the screenplay adaptation of Walter Isaacson's best-selling biography, Steve Jobs which was a rumor kicking around that they were courting him and he wasn't sure if he wanted to, but now he is officially doing it. Now what we need is a director. Uh, so we've, we've got an actor for this, right? Not yet. No, no, no. That's on the other side of the news. The other side of the news is that, uh, uh, what's his name? The two and a half men. Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher, thank you, is playing Steve Jobs in a competing Steve Jobs biopic. Ah, right. that's, that's the one I heard about. Yeah, that's not based on the Walter Isaacson book. That's a, another one right. entirely. And some pictures of him coming out of Steve Jobs. So that's actually probably going to beat this one to the screen. But this is the one we want to look for because Walter Isaacson's book is actually very good. And it's going to be very interesting to see what uh, Aaron Sorkin does with the screenplay. The most important part of this whole story, though, came out a little bit later, which is that Steve Wozniak will be consulting with uh, Aaron Sorkin. 
Right. So we should be getting at least our facts right because Wozniak will be there to consult along with the screenplay. Right. Okay. Well, that kind of interests me. I, like, I mean, the other one just seems like I've seen Ashton Kutcher sitting there with his original Mac in the Mac garage, and I don't care. No. It looks really silly. And he looks nothing like Jobs. That's interesting. He actually looks a little bit like very young Jobs, but then it kind of strays from there. He but doesn't look like the, the older Jobs The other jobs thing at all. is that do you think he can pull off Jobs? Like I don't think he can. Well, not no. now. He's dead. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, too soon. <laughs> yeah. How uh, long do I have to wait? <laughs> oh, you, you got to give a little bit of a moratorium on that one. Come on. <laughs> Question is, who do we get to direct the Aaron Sorkin written? And I, I'm going to put in a bid and I'm going to say, I think it's time for Thomas Schlammy to come back to the big scene. He's the guy who actually directed almost every episode of The West Wing. Right. And he is a Sorkin-like staple. I think I think Thomas Schlamy should come out and direct it because he knows how to direct Sorkin. So you don't, you don't want to see you don't want to see another film done by uh, the combination of him and uh, Fincher? Fincher? Fincher. I don't yeah. think Fincher is the right director for this. This it's is basically the, Social Network, but done differently. Except it it'll is. have conflict, it'll have drama, but it'll this have is going to be this is going to be it'll, it'll have dialogue that like is meant to be really really clever and sits back and is quite satisfied with itself. Hey, 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 <laughs> well, that's hey, enough hey. from you. That's enough. Leave from you. Sorkin alone, you hater. I don't. I'd actually dislike Sorkin. I just find that I, I can take Sorkin in small doses because. He is quite pleased with his own writing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a bit like Diablo Cody's early stuff. It's like, I yeah, well, all of her stuff. stuff. Like, all of her I, stuff. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to pick up the pace. We've only got nine minutes left. Uh, Richard, tell me about John Favreau. We've got that long. Um, yeah, John Favreau directed the first two Iron Man films, and it's, he's not directing the, the next one. It's Shane Black, which should be pretty awesome. Um, but what was really surprising was that I didn't realize he was actually producing the third one. And in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, he said that he's very involved uh, with the third film. Right. Uh, and also that it's going to involve... that means is he has a camera. <laughs> well, he played Happy in the first two films. That's so he'll be back as an actor, but he is actually producing part three. I have read that as well. And, and he said that um, uh, he'll be very involved. I've already been talking to them, and I feel a tremendous connection to that franchise and the character, and I'm very proud to see it moving forward in a way that reinforces the story. Of he course also he does, because everything he's done since then has failed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also said that it's going to have a, a, a tonal shift. It's going to be a lot um, – he said it's going to be more offbeat. He said Shane and Robert definitely have an original point of view, an original take on the character, and I think it delves deeper into what makes Tony Stark tick and plays on the unexpected, original, unpredictable quality of the character I think fans gravitate to. So, and, and if anybody spe- wants to know more about it, go back and listen to Behind the Panels where we actually talked about Extremis, which is the comic it's based on. So Exactly. Um, and there is a lot of depth in there. It's Ooh, a- I've read that one. Yeah. That was, that was good. It's good. <laughs> I'm done. That's my review. That's why I'm not on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, tell me about Peter Berg. So Peter Berg's back in the news. He's finished with battleships, and now he's going for an even bigger ship. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, he's actually uh, back in the news because you remember ages ago, because me and you were talking about this, Dave. This is old news, but new news. You remember how ages ago Peter Berg uh, basically announced that he was going to do June? Yes. Well, apparently that's happening again. Uh, I thought that was dead. Yeah. Anyway, his plan is apparently going to... Feature his, now this is the first scary bit, his signature style, which is both gritty and rough. That's not what I saw in Battleship. (laughs) (laughs) 
but anyway, so apparently that's what he's planning, and it's he's saying yes, it's going to be more gritty and more rough than David Lynch's movie. My experiences with Dune um, was that it was a really a great adventure story, and it was muscular and violent <laughs> and intense. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but no. he's saying he's saying he wants it to feel more like Star Wars. Well, there you go. You just lost me. <laughs> that was Wh- the line. That was which the word. Star Wars would he be talking about? <laughs> the one where Greedo shoots first or Han shoots first? That's no, what- he's talking about the one where Kirk goes to the Genesis planet. Oh, <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his sci-fi. <laughs> oh, Peter, an Bird. expert. I understand. I, th- I want them to stop giving him money. By the way, just as an update on Battleship, because it only just opened in the United States. We had it a while ago. Uh, but it only just opened in the United States. So far, it cost $209 million to make. Uh, it's only taken $9 million in its first day. So it's a, it's it's only first day, you know. So, but it has taken $215 million domestic. But that means it's only just broken even. Now we see what happens. Uh, I have a feeling Battleship's going to sink. Excuse the pun. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, you don't get away with that one. You can't let that slip past quickly. That was- you know what you are, David? You're a draft dodger, motherfucker. Oh, man. Oh, that interview. All right. Let me see if I can redeem myself just a little bit and say that some Blade Runner news came out and say that uh, it is now official that Blade Runner is going to be a sequel. Uh, it is probably going to have a female protagonist uh, as the, as yeah, the lead. Uh, and it is being written by Hampton Fra- Fancher, who wrote the original excitement she wrote yeah so i am very excited suddenly about this because if ridley scott if look a lot of this is going to ride on what prometheus is like we're going to see that soon and when prometheus comes out if that really is as hot as we think it's going to be boy the excitement of a blade runner is going to get go through the roof um Mm, is is my prediction what what, what if it sucks if it sucks i think blade runner will get swept under a carpet very very quickly Yeah. What are you talking about? There's no Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott never existed. I don't know what you mean. Blade Runner sequel? Who ever said anything about a Blade Runner sequel? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last story. Take us home, Richard. Ah, gentlemen, welcome to Amsterdam. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Ian Fleming wrote all the James Bond books, uh, and we've got a new James Bond film coming out at the end of this year called Skyfall. But Duncan Duncan Jones, uh, son of David Bowie, who also directed The Wonderful Moon, uh, has uh, decided that he's going to do a uh, biography of Ian Fleming, the creator of the James Bond series. Very interested, very interested indeed. This will be Duncan Jones' third film. And let's mm-hmm. see if he can keep it up because I quite like Source Code. Flawed ending, but I quite like the film. Yeah, yeah look, it's uh, an exciting concept. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was or so not. exciting that we all stopped talking all at once, and that was very <laughs> awkward. <laughs> all right. You know, look, I think that's going to be cool. I think Duncan Jones, I'm, I'm always interested to see what he does. I think Moon is such a strong debut that it is worth just, he's got a lot of cachet at the moment. Um, yeah, he can even make a dud, and we'll still stick with him for a while. So um, anyway, yeah, very he's good. Definitely still on my list. Definitely he's always on my list. Josh, speaking of lists, yeah. that was a terrible segue. Tell me, yeah. where, <laughs> tell me where people can find more of you on the internet. <laughs> well, rawdlc.com is a gaming website. You should head over there and check it out. Get to know the site as well as you can. We have something new launching soon, mm. and it's going to be exciting. And I'm going to leave you with that because I like being mysterious like that. Very is it cool. monkeys? Is it monkeys? It's monkeys, isn't it? 
for, <laughs> there may be a possibility of wait wait for Twitter. Wait for Twitter. I will announce the monkeys on Twitter. All right, follow <laughs> Josh on Twitter, and you'll be able to see if there's any monkeys in the new show. Richard, where can people find out more about you on the internet? Um, well, as far as my site's concerned, there can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that site is therealbits.com. That's the R-E-E-L bits.com. And you can find me on Twitter at DVD Bits. Very cool. Where I'll be hanging out for news about Josh's monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) And and Richard, all I can say about your site is... It's really dark in here. There you go. Dude. Dude. Uh, you can find more of me at geekaxi.com or follow me on Twitter at David McVeigh. And uh, also make sure you check out Behind the Panels, our comic book podcast, and of course, the Film Actually Show. This week we are reviewing, uh, what is it? Red Tails. So keep, <laughs> so, <laughs> so keep it up. Here, should I give people a tease of Red Tails? We'll give them a tease. What do you think? Oh, shit. Yeah, go where, on. Is it? where is it? Where is it? Shit. Shit. Not lined up. Okay, here we go. And here's a tease for you. This is Red Tails. We're almost home. I hope we meet up with those red tails next time. Oh, yeah. Stellar dialogue. You can just tell that it's produced by George Lucas. Can't you? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, good night, boys. Bye. Bye, Bye. David. <laughs> Jordan fades back. Swoosh. And that's the game. Nothing further, Your Honor.